Hello, Sydney. What did the swearwolves think about Scream 1 and Scream 2? You'll find out soon enough. I promise. Swearwolves Horror Podcast, the podcast that discusses all things horror. I'm Brett. I'm David. I'm Alan. Gentlemen, yes. where were you in 1996? In the movie theater watching this movie. <laughs> were you? Yeah, I was. Yeah, me too. I didn't see this movie in the theater. I don't, you know, I don't know how I got into this movie. Uh, I was 12. I was 12 or 13. No, I had to be 12. Uh, 1996. I don't know how. I snuck in somehow. It was December. It was like right around Christmas that the yeah. movie came out. So I, I was two months away from, from turning 13. I got into this movie. It's the first horror movie I had ever seen in a theater. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's it's a landmark for me. Um, did you guys see it in theaters? I did. Yeah, I you saw did. it in 96 with my family. I think we may have talked about this in an episode, or maybe yeah. it was off mic or something. But um, yeah. yeah, we all went and saw it, and we all uh, enjoyed it. Uh, yeah. And I think, I, you know, I, I said it, it's a landmark film for myself. Would you say it's a landmark film for you, David? Did you saw it in theaters? Yeah, uh, for me, like this kind of reinvigorated my my enthusiasm for horror movies. Which, as a kid, you yeah. know, I was really into it. Like when I was like eight to like twelve, and yeah. then it kind of disappeared for a while. Yeah, yeah. And got into like comedies and yeah, goofy, you know, nineties movies. Yeah. And then this movie kind of re sparked my love of horror. So it came out at that time. Oh yeah, it was perfect yeah. timing. I was sixteen. Yeah, I was uh, I was working at a video store. Uh, when this was in the theater, you know, this movie came out in uh, December and it played until May. Yeah. Yeah. So it was in the theater for like six months. Which is, I don't think it made very much money when it first came out, right? No, it was kind of like a slow build. Yeah. It was a slow build. And it kept making more and more money, I think, like yeah. every week. And I never saw it in the theater. And, um, but my friends kept telling me about it. And so I was working at the movie, uh, yeah, at yeah. the video store. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I waited till it came out on video and then I saw it. No one spoiled it for me, which no. was quite nice. Because there is major spoilers, which we hadn't up until this point. Now, maybe there had been. Yeah. I, I take that back. There had been. But this was like the movie that really brought about like a twist ending. It was like, holy shit. Yeah. yeah. Um, because Scream is what we're talking about, people. Um, directed by Wes Craven. Yeah. Written by Kevin Williamson. Came out in 1996. Cast of many. Scream was a whodunit, almost. Right. Yeah, uh, disguised as a slasher film, and it was really a film. Uh, Kevin Williamson did a good job with this film of paying homage to all the films yeah. that he grew up loving: yeah. Halloween, Friday the Thirteenth, Nightmare on Elm Street. He pays. He, it's very self-referential, um, and it's 
um, self-aware. Yeah, but in a way that was wholly original at the time it came out. So it's like this movie exists in a universe where char- the characters have all seen all these movies. Like yep. These movies are real. Yep. Yeah. It, 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 the key point to what David just said, though, is this was wholly original when it came out. It got watered down over the years. And I think looking back on Scream now, if if you weren't around when Scream first came out and you watch it, you're probably like, this movie is okay. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. But being around in 1996 and seeing it for the first time, I yeah. think really make someone go holy shit what am i watching yeah Yeah. i remember i was the first of my friends to see it and then um i remember at school talking about it and a couple of my friends were like i'm never gonna see the movie why don't you just tell me how it ends and i was like are you sure and they're like yeah go ahead and tell me so i told them yeah and they gave me shit about it for years because like after i told them they're like they're like that sounds amazing oh i wish you hadn't told me yeah and i think one of them even signed in my yearbook like hey remember when you spoiled the ending of screen (laughs) did you sign in their yearbook fuck you asshole yeah Yeah. you asked me to yeah you did yeah so 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 we'll get into our reviews. Yes. We're just establishing establishing where we were where we were at that time. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about the movie. Now, I mentioned uh, directed by Wes Craven, written by Kevin Williamson. This movie stars Drew Barrymore, Nev Campbell, Courtney Cox, David Arquette, Rose McGowan, Skeet Ulrich, Matthew Lillard, uh, uh, Jamie Kennedy, Jamie Kennedy. Uh, and then Roger Jackson is the voice of Ghostface. And the Fonz is in this. Well, sounds also. like an issue. Henry, oh, yeah, Henry Winkler. Something. Yep. Um, yeah so a lot of these uh, people weren't really celebrities uh, before this movie came out Courtney Cox was she had been in Friends David Arquette is part of the Arquette family Drew Barrymore Drew Barrymore was probably the biggest biggest draw draw. and I think Friends was only about out maybe like two years Uh, Friends was probably still fairly new yeah Yeah. yeah. probably 93 I think it came out 94 I think Um, so this movie poster also had Drew Barrymore prominently featured on the poster. Yeah. Now, because they have them all like lined up. There's yeah, also the, the original the poster, poster yeah, with her with her hand over her face. Hand yeah. over her face. Yep. Um, but she was the main attraction, I think. Yeah. Right? When it was kind of set up that way that yeah. she was the star of the film. Yeah. So the movie opens. Drew Barrymore is in her house. Uh, she plays Casey. Casey Becker. And Casey's in her house and she's cooking some popcorn. Got some video cassettes. Yeah. Another dated part about this. Got some videotapes. <laughs> I'm going to watch some videos. Um, Miss those days. <laughs> and she's just hanging out. And uh, there's a phone call. And the person asks for somebody. Mm-hmm. She's like, sorry, you got the wrong number. It's okay. It happens. Then he calls back and he's like, I like the sound of your voice. And he's like flirty, flirty. He's like, I called to apologize. Yeah. Um, and then he's like, oh, what are you doing tonight? And she's like, oh, nothing. <laughs> just watching some videos yeah and she hears like popcorn. a shuffling sound yeah making popcorn a little jiffy pop on yeah. the stove yep and he's being flirty and and uh he's like do you got a boyfriend and she's like why do you want to be my boyfriend so she's kind of flirting back with yeah him. and she's like i'm gonna watch a scary movie and he's like oh what's your favorite scary movie yeah and she's like uh friday the 13th and she, uh, halloween or halloween you know the one with, and the uh, guy's like, "Is that the one with the guy with knives for fingers?" Like, and no, she's like, no. <laughs> because the first question that comes up is, "Who is the killer?" In and he's like, "Come on, it's your favorite scary movie." Oh, yeah. uh, okay, yeah, okay, yes. And so he starts saying, uh, "He's like, uh, what's your name or something?" And he's like, "Cause I want to know who I'm looking at." And she's like, "What?" And then he's like, "I want to know who I'm, I'm talking, talking to. to." That's not what she said. And she's getting creeped out, so she yeah. hangs up on him. Calls her back. He's like, don't you hang up on me, you fucking bitch, or I'll cut you, you like, like a fish. <laughs> it's really good yeah. dialogue. Yeah, so he starts fucking with her even more so, and she's like, leave me alone. My boyfriend's coming over here, and he's big and strong and a football player, and he'll kick yeah. your ass. Yeah. 
So and he's like, I thought you didn't have a boyfriend. Yep. Yeah. And he's like, you want to, we're going to play a game. And he's yeah. like, can you handle that? Yeah. Blondie. Ugh. Yeah. So and, creepy. And then, he, and then it's revealed that her boyfriend's in the backyard. Yeah. yeah, and that part's cool too. Cause uh, she's like, he's like, I want to play a game. She's like, what kind of game? And he's like, turn on the patio light or something like that. Yeah. Again. Uh huh. She turns it on and it's revealed that her boyfriend Steve, yeah, Steve. Yeah, I think Steve. His name is. Yep. Uh, he's out there on the uh, patio, and she's like, don't hurt him. And she's like, all you have to do is answer my questions correctly. Yeah. And yeah, we'll, you and you and Steve live. Yep. Yeah. So the first question is, is who's the killer? In Halloween, she's like, she finally gets it right. She's Michael, like Michael Myers. Myers. Yeah. And he's like, yes, that's awesome. She's so frantic. She couldn't even answer it yep. at first. And, she, yeah. and then he's like, now for the real question. Oh, yeah, because that was the warm up question. Yeah. <laughs> and he goes, who was the killer in Friday the 13th? And she's like, Jason, Jason Voorhees. I saw the movie 20 goddamn times. Like, nope, that's the wrong answer. Yep. Because mm-hmm. it is the wrong answer because anybody <laughs> knows it was Mrs. Voorhees. Yep. Pamela Voorhees. Um, but how many people knew that? Yeah, that's and again, that's kind of what makes it. We've like, talked clever, about this before. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, and he's like, "Well, lucky for you, there's a bonus round." But poor Steve, he's out. Yeah. Mm. And then you hear like a like, like a sound of like a slash or something weird, and then you she turns on the light, and poor Steve his guts Gutted. are spilled out. Yeah. Yep. What's the bonus round? The bonus round is she. Well, she gets a question, right? Does she? Uh, yeah, what door am I at? Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. He's <laughs> like, what? He's like, yeah. yeah there are two main entrances yeah, yeah. to your house. Which one am I at? Yep. So, uh, popcorn's burning. She gets Ghostface throws a chair through the window. So this is where we see him for the first yeah. time, right? And he's called Ghostface because he's got the face of a ghost. He's dressed in all black except for his face yeah, is yeah, like yeah, an yeah. elongated skull. Yeah. Um, yeah, it looks kind of like, like the, the scream. scream post- yep. Yeah. Or the scream. Yeah. Get Van Gogh. Scream. The scream. It's not Van Gogh. No, it's not Van Gogh. It's uh, no. That's the other guy. that's uh, Monk. But that's what it looks like because yeah. in the, the title of the film. Which the original title of the film was supposed to be Scary Movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so she gets uh, chased around. She kind of knocks the ghost face upside the head a couple times. Yeah. And she's got a, she grabs a knife, I think. Yep. And she's kind of hiding there playing a little cat and mouse. Yep. And yep. then she's got. Uh, when she sees her parents kind of pulling up. She's got the phone, the cordless phone with yep. her. Yeah. So mom comes in. She picks up the phone because the dad's like, hey, call the police. And she picks up the phone, but the phone line's already open because Casey's on it with the killer. Yeah. And she can she hear her. She had the cordless phone. Yeah. And she can hear her and she's like, oh my God. And this yeah. is like kind of a touching scene because the, then the dad's like, hey, go to the McKenzie's house. Again, yeah. in that in and of itself is Halloween. a reference to Halloween. Oh, yeah. Go to the McKenzie's and she's like, oh, not, a, not my daughter. Like, it's like oh, a genuinely sad scene it's where like, a tragic you felt scene. for the mom. Like, oh my God, your kid's yep. just yeah. dying. Yeah, and so Drew Barrymore gets uh, stabbed. Yeah, mom yeah. runs outside to go to the McKenzie's and she sees her daughter hanging from the tree with her guts hanging out. Yep. And Drew Barrymore had top billing, right? I don't know if necessarily billed, but it was certainly advertised. Yeah. That yeah. It was she set was up in star. a way that she was the star. And just right there, she's gone. So and when Ghostface grabs her and slides that knife ooh. into her chest, like that first stab, I remember when I saw it at the theater, I was like, Makes oh you my God, like... Yeah, Drew so, Barrymore is not the star of this movie. She's a little, dead. a little inside baseball here. They asked Drew Barrymore to play Sydney. Yeah, yeah. She didn't want to, mm-hmm. but she wanted to play Casey. And I guess she was aware that there was going to be a resurgence in horror films. She liked the script and stuff, so she was like, "I want to play Casey. I want to get." I want the Janet Lee part. Yep. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. the Janet Lee part. I think she knew that it would be more interesting if her character was. Killed. And again, she was the biggest celebrity. Of them all at the time. At the time, yeah. 
So uh, she gets killed right away, and then we but got right before the, she dies, she pulls the mask off of the killer. But, but the camera pans away, so we don't know who it is, and then he finishes her off. Yep. Yeah. All right. So then, that's the opening. Then we got a title. Yeah. Scream. Yeah. Yeah. And then we hear uh, what is it? Red right hand. Is that the song? No, that not yeah. That comes no. a little later. Oh, is that later? Yeah. So, Actually, it gets screamed before the movie starts. the The title card comes right at the oh, beginning. Whatever. Stop. Just saying. Oh, I think yeah, that's correcting right. Correcting me. Supposed to look smart. <laughs> so then, so then we're introduced to Nev Campbell's character. Yeah, Sydney. She's yeah. in her. She's in her room, and then uh, Billy comes in through the window, just like any other horror movie. It's Skeet Ulrich. Yeah, Skeet Ulrich. And uh, it's poor man's Johnny Depp. Yeah, and kind of a nod to Johnny Depp. Yeah, in Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, doesn't he go through the window at some point? Yeah, yeah I think so. And it's playing uh playing a cover of Don't, Don't Fear, Fear the, the Reaper, Reaper which oh, is like yeah. a little hint, you know. And it's like a slow kind of version. I hated that version. Really? The slow version? Uh, yeah. I thought it was kind of cool. Oh, I love Blue Oyster Cult. Oh, Blue Oyster Cult's like, awesome, but like, they uh, use that song in Halloween. And then. I think, don't they make out in something? Like- they make out to that song. Yeah. And, uh, well, he comes over and he's like, hey, I, I was watching The Exorcist and it got me thinking about us and how. Why, uh, why did The Exorcist get them? Because he was like, it was on TV, all the good parts were oh. cut out. And that's kind of how you and I started, like, PG-13. hot and heavy. And, like, now we're just kind of edited for television. So then- it was some of the clever writing that, you know. Uh, Kevin Williamson. Wes- Kevin, Wh- Kevin, Kevin Williamson, yeah. yeah. So. You know, he was comparing their love life to The Exorcist. Yeah, yeah and, and she's like, ratings. "Would you settle for a PG thirteen relationship?" He's like, "What's that?" And yeah. she like flashes him. Yeah, yeah. and uh, apparently Nev Campbell can't breathe through her nose, so <laughs> she a mouth breather. Yeah, she's a mouth breather. So, well, doesn't that one point like <laughs> what? I didn't notice that her mouth is always open. Yeah, uh, she's like Corey Ham. Yeah, she got, she got them. <laughs> I didn't notice teeth. that. <laughs> man, man, you're hating on Nev already. Yeah, come on, man. Uh, she also locks her door. Uh, to her bedroom by putting her closet door oh yeah um, through there so her dad can't get in when yeah. when uh, Billy Loomis which again is a nod to another horror movie right it's either Psycho, Psycho or Halloween, Halloween or both yep. um, Loomis but um, when he's in her room her dad's like trying to come in and he can't get in and then he gets out of there. Loomis hides yeah. Billy hides or he yeah. hides that's right and the, and the dad uh, is let in and he lets uh, Sydney know that he's going away on business. Yeah. Yep. And she's going to be home alone for the weekend. Yep. And so she's like, or for the week, I guess, because it's school, there's school. Mm-hmm. And so she's like, all right, dad, have a safe trip. See you later. So um, that's when, you know, okay, Billy leaves PG 13. Here's my tits. <laughs> <laughs> and he leaves. He also has a cell phone on him, right? Yeah. Oh, no, not, not, yet. not yet. Not yet. I'm sorry. That's a different point. Oh, spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, get, the dead. I get confused. So after that is when we cut to the high school. Yeah. And it's kind of pandemonium. because the, the next morning. The, yeah, the murders have happened. And uh, we've got like a bunch of reporters on the scene. Yeah. Gail and, Weathers. Yep. Gail, Gail Weathers. Weathers. Courtney Cox. Meow. Yeah. And we learn um, Before that, all the surgery. <laughs> Right? Oh man! Come on, Courtney. She looks, what happened? She Come looks on. Tore up these days. Come on, Courtney. <laughs> this is where we meet the Rose McGowan character, uh, who plays uh, her best friend Tatum. Tatum. Who kind of tells her like, "Hey, uh, last night a couple of the students were murdered." Um, yeah, and then we see uh, Courtney Cox, who kind of explains like, "Hey, this is like the the this town, you know, has had tragedy in the past. A year ago, Maureen Prescott was murdered." savagely Sydney's mom yep Sydney and we learned that's Sydney's mom and uh, the guy who did it Cotton Weary yeah. uh, is currently in prison 
But Gail Weathers, who's the reporter, doesn't believe that Cotton Weary was guilty. Yeah. She, actually, she wrote a book. She wrote a book saying yeah. that Cotton Weary was innocent. And yeah. so Sydney has a beef with her because she's like, fuck you. I she was yeah. the, Sydney was the only witness. Yeah. She saw Cotton yeah. come out of the house. Come out of the house after her or mom was killed. Some, yeah, with with the, wearing his jacket. Yeah. So Gail tries to interview uh Sydney. And uh, Sydney's having none of it, and she's, you know, I'll send you a copy of my book. And she knocks her out. Boom, bitch went down. Little, yeah. Boom, bitch went down. It's a little later, down. but yeah. That is a little later. It is a little yeah. later. <laughs> I liked Rose McGowan's character. Rose McGowan's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, but that's where we then meet the other characters. Uh, so we have five main characters, five main friends. Yeah. We have Stu, who's played by Matthew Lillard. Uh, we already met Billy, who is Skeet Ulrich. And, and then, Stu is Billy's best friend. Yeah. Yeah. And then we have... Um, Jamie Kennedy. Jamie Kennedy, who plays... Um, Randy. 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 Obviously, there's Tatum, played by Rose McGowan, and uh, Sydney. Yeah, yeah. And they're all friends. The only one that's the odd man out is Randy. There's always a Randy, yeah. and he always works at a video store, and I worked at a video store, <laughs> and I was always the guy without a girlfriend, so... Randy yeah, he's was, kind of a film geek. Yeah. Randy yeah. was more up my alley. Uh, Stu was kind of a goofball, but he was dating Tatum, and then Billy and Sydney were together. And they were talking about, like... They were like kind of joking about the death of Casey and yeah. about how it had to have been a man that did the murder because a woman wouldn't be capable of that brutality. And, yeah. and then uh, Stu kind of describes like in gruesome detail, like how you would go about killing yeah. somebody or yeah. gutting somebody. And they're just like, dude, knock it off. That's disgusting. Yeah. 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 Especially because we know that Sydney's mom got killed like yeah. viciously by someone. All right, so after school that day, uh, Sydney's at home and Tatum calls her and says, hey, I'm going to come over and bring a movie. And I think that it's like all the right moves with Tom Cruise. She's <laughs> like, Cruise. you can pause it right and see his penis. Uh, <laughs> she's like, all right, you come on over. Can you? Yeah, actually, I, I don't know. It's at, it's at the uh, 1724 <laughs> minute where if you pause it just right, you can see everything. Is the that outline is junk. Su- you're such a liar. Oh, yeah, I'm, hey. 1724? 1724. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm, okay, I was like, I did I'm not know kidding. that. I have that movie on DVD. I'm going to go home right now. I will so, It's like Jessica Rabbit's vagina. You <laughs> oh, yeah. I will let you know. <laughs> um, so then it's at that point. Uh, we'll post screenshots. <laughs> so Sydney's waiting for... Uh, Tatum. Tatum to come over. The phone rings and it's uh, Ghostface, but she doesn't know that. She thinks it's Randy playing a joke, doing something weird with his voice. Yeah. And he asks her, like, "Do you like scary movies?" And she's like, "Not really." And she's like, "It's it's just a bunch of cliches and like girls with big boobs like running up the stairs when they should be running out the front door." Mm-hmm. And then he kind of mess. And she's like, "Well, see you later," because he tells her like, "Well, I'm not Randy." And they kind of ha- have a little back and forth. And eventually, she's yeah. like, "I'm not having this." She's and he's like, freaked out. "You hang up on me and you're gonna die just like your mother." Oh. Ooh, brutal and she's, and she's like fuck you and then yeah. uh so then he kind of tells her like i'm on your front porch she goes out there to investigate uh, he's like i'm looking came. at you yeah yeah and she's like i'm calling your bluff and like yeah. she like pretends like she's picking her nose and stuff she's like what am i doing right now then and she's got her finger oh, up yeah. her nose. and that's when he says like you hang up with me and you're gonna die yeah and she's like mm. what yeah just and, like your mother ruthless yeah. and then he's in the house yep and what does she do she runs, she up, runs the up the stairs just like she said well, All the is, idiots in horror She goes to the front door, right? And I think it's locked. And she like turns around and runs upstairs. Yep. Yeah. And there's a little bit of a, a fight there. And yep. And she kicks this. This ghost face gets his ass. Gets his kicked. ass kicked the whole movie. Yeah. Yep. But she goes into a room and she does that thing where she closes the closet door so he can't get in. Yeah. And she calls nine one one through her modem. Which yeah. Is which a new <laughs> thing. I remember the first time I saw the movie. I was like, you can do that. Yeah. You can call phone numbers. Yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> 
Uh, so she calls 911. What's your emergency? Um, and, uh, and that's when Billy comes in through the window. Billy comes in through the window and he drops his cell phone. Yeah. And she's got, he's like consoling. It's like, he's gone. He's gone. And she's like, sees a cell phone and she kind of backs away like, oh my God, it was you who called me. And she runs away. And she goes to the front door. She opens the front door and there's the ghost face mask staring right at her. And, and she's it's, like, ah! It's Officer Dewey. Dewey. David Arquette. David yeah. Arquette. And he gets scared too. He goes, ah! Yeah. <laughs> and he's Tatum's older brother. Yeah. And he's a police officer. Yeah, and they arrest Billy. Yeah. They arrest Billy on suspicion that he was the one fucking with her. Because why does he have a cell phone, right? This is 1996, guys. Yeah, right. and he's like, all the kids got him these days. Yeah, mm. right. <laughs> Nobody had cell phones, right? No. And to text message somebody, like you guys say, you have to be at a computer. <laughs> yeah, you couldn't text. Couldn't text. Texting wasn't even a thing. Yeah. yeah. And then not to mention when text messaging did come out, it was that fucking shit that you they had, had to hit the button like three or four times. Yeah, to just the right to letter. get to a, yeah. a letter. You had to go through the caps first. But then. even when that came <laughs> out, we we were all I don't know. I'm sure I was you in college. Guys, well, we were all using uh, AIM. Remember oh, AOL instant, yeah. instant messenger. Yeah, yeah, that's for instant messaging. I'm talking text messaging, oh, yeah. like like uh, through your phone. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, you're right. Yeah, that wasn't yeah. Nah, that, not in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> nope. Sydney Tatum says, "Spend the night at my house." Billy is actually still in holding. Yeah. When uh, Sydney is over at Tatum's house, because uh, oh, that's right, she receives a phone call. Yeah. From the killer. Mm. Yeah, and he's and like, it, "Oh, you got the wrong guy. You got the wrong guy." Again. Okay, so now we're like, okay, well, it's not Billy because he's in jail. Yep. He couldn't have made the call. Yeah. Yep. But there is kind of a suspicion like Dewey was there too. He was in the other room. Yeah, he was in the other room. And he was also coincidentally enough there at the house with Sydney too. So now you're like, okay, is it Dewey? Yeah. Is Dewey the killer? So... Uh, so that happens. So then they let Billy go. So after this, uh, who's our next kill? Is it Henry Winkler? The next thing that happens is, yeah, Gail and uh, Sid kind of patch things up because uh, Gail kind of tells Sidney, like, hey, I think you wrongfully uh, accused Cotton Weary. I think you saw somebody leaving the house, but it wasn't him. I think he was framed. Oh, by the way, this when she's leaving the police station, that's when she punches Gail. And that's yeah. when Rose McGowan says, boom, bitch went bitch down. Bitch went down. Oh, it wasn't boom. at the school? No, it wasn't oh, at the okay. school. It was I'll send you a copy. It was, outside <laughs> of the, it was outside the police station in the alley. Ah. Yeah. And she punches her, and then, boom, bitch went down. I, I, I just Super love, bitch. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, I love that, that character. I love her too. Rose McGowan was really good. Because she's like movie. punching like a stuffed rabbit yeah, or something. Yeah. yeah. At one point, when do Billy and Sydney meet up in the school, right? That's the next day uh, after yeah. Billy gets released. He's back in school. Yeah, and that's pretty much the next. I yeah. thought this yeah. was a very clever scene. Uh, why? Uh, well, oh, wait. was there another murder that happened? Well, no, Sydney gets, uh, she goes to the bathroom. and <laughs> Oh, yeah. That's yeah, right. And Ghostface comes after her there. But we don't really know if it's Ghostface or if it's some kids just playing a prank. Because then the principal, who's Henry Winkler, confronts two of the students and he's got him in his office, and he's got like a pair of scissors that yeah. he's kind of holding up to their throats, and he's like snipping them at him, and he's like, yeah. you guys are desensitized little shits. Yeah. And, uh, you know, what you're doing is wrong. So then we were like, oh, it's Henry, or maybe uh, this guy. Maybe it's he's Henry a, He's Winkler. a little aggressive. Man. Yeah, but then the town has a curfew that they're going to put in place, and yeah. Henry Winkler, like they close school down, they close or school. They're, they're closing early, and Henry Winkler's like in his office, and uh, he's got the mask, and he's like, "Fuck these kids," you know. <laughs> yeah. 
and then he gets this, got. And that's a great scene too, because like, yeah, he there's noises and stuff that he's hearing, and he kind of peeks around his office, and then at one point he opens the door, and he's like, "Damn little shits!" And there's a you hear a voice is like, "Who are you talking to me?" And he looks up, and he's like, "Oh, not you, Fred." And there's a janitor <laughs> who is dressed just like Freddy, Freddy Krueger. Yeah, that's yep. pretty cool. He's got the hat on and the <laughs> yeah. sweater, and it's Wes Craven. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, <laughs> so then he goes back into his office, and then he gets killed. Yeah. Yeah, the Fonz jumps the shark. Oh, you notice when uh, he opens that closet, you can see the Fonz jacket in there. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. You're right. So now the kids are like, "Fuck this, we're having a party." Yeah, <laughs> we're all alive party. Yeah, <laughs> something like that. Yeah, they're all excited. They're gonna have a big party at Stu's house. Yep, Stu's like, "My parents are out of town. We're gonna have a party." So uh, Rose McGowan's like, "You know, come to this party. It'll be okay. Everything's yeah. gonna be fine." You know, meanwhile, they also, um, Stu is talking to uh, Randy at the video store. Yeah. Because uh, they're going to get some videos for the party. Right? Some horror movies or something. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Randy's giving him the rules and kind of, well, not, he's not giving him the rules, but he's talking to him about, you know, suspects and, you yeah. know, shit like His that. His knowledge. His knowledge of yeah. horror movies. And so you kind of think there's something wrong with Randy as well. Like mm-hmm. Randy's a little off. Yeah. He's a little yeah. not right in the head. Yeah. Too obsessed. And it's also around this time that uh Dewey and his uh uh the sheriff. chief or sheriff or whatever are having that conversation. We find out that the phone calls came from uh Sydney's dad's phone. Yeah. But yeah. they can't locate him. What's yeah, also but, interesting yeah. about that scene is when the sheriff steps out of the car, he's wearing the same boots, boots. that appeared in the stall. That's right, yep. and he steps on a cigarette, I think, to put it out, and yeah, you see the same boot and you're like, yeah. Okay, yeah. maybe it's the cop. Maybe everyone's a suspect. Yeah. Everyone's a suspect at this point. And I think, doesn't Randy say that at one point? Everyone's a suspect? Yeah. Yeah, he does. Um, but he even looks at Sid and he's like, you think she would date a guy like me? <laughs> oh, yeah, Matthew was like, no. Stu's no, like, not, not Stu, at all. Yeah. No. Never. At all. <laughs> at all. Never. <laughs> By the way, those two were great in this film. Very good yes. comic relief. Yep. Uh, yeah. Matthew Lillard and... Uh, a lot of Jamie it was Kennedy improvised, too. Yeah. Was it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's It's... Almost too bad that they did this film when they did it because it was like very much a peak for them. Not yeah. not necessarily a peak peak. It's almost like they could have done so many other things, but they're always going to be compared back to yep. that role, especially yeah. Randy, especially Jamie Kennedy. Yeah, no, but that's okay. It it's was, fine. Yeah, it's fine. And I think they did well in other things they well, did. Yeah, Matthew this, Lillard did Shaggy, and he yeah. did awesome in the this Scooby-Doo film. Movies. Opened up things for these mm-hmm. guys. It did, but it's like they'll always. That was like their best role. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Matthew Lillard, he got this role by accident. He was actually at the studio with his girlfriend. She was auditioning for a role in another movie. And then somebody just happened to ask him if he wanted to try out, you know, just those fucking stories. I hate yeah. <laughs> just another guy. To try I mean, that's out. great for well, them. It's a good but casting because like, he's, yeah. he's pretty good. In this but movie. it's like, you know, I walk around places and nobody's like, yeah. hey, yeah. hey, you want to be in a movie? That guy. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Eddie is. You guys ever heard of Eddie Izzard? Yeah. He's a comedian. Yeah. yeah usually when I walk around places, people pay me to not be there. <laughs> well, Eddie Izzard was talking about when he was a kid, he broke into Sun Studios. I think it's Sun Studios in England, London. And he's like, and I was certain I was going to be a movie star. He's like, because I was creeping around and I thought they would be making a movie called The Creeping Kid and they'd need someone. Oh, there's a creeping kid. Come here. <laughs> Come here. Be in our movie. The Creeping Kid. The Come here, creepy you. Kid. <laughs> but it doesn't happen like that. So that's always, it's always funny when you hear those stories like, oh, I went there. My friend was auditioning for that. <laughs> Must be nice. Yeah. And then I stole the job from my friend. <laughs> Yeah, so those two, very uh, comedic relief in this movie, and, and I really like their characters. Uh, the party ends up happening. Yeah. 
Yeah, and the party is really like the the second half of the movie. Yeah, yeah. And, and Gail also gets wind of the party. Her and her cameraman go to uh, camp Stake out. out. Yeah, yeah, and, and she's kind of sweet on Dewey and vice versa. Yeah, and she well, she's sweet on Dewey, but she's, she's kind of using, using him. She's using him. Yeah, and she sets up a camera inside the party. Yep, because she goes in there and she sets down something. I don't know what like it was. A camcorder. A little camera right under the TV because a lot of them are huddled around watching scary movies. And uh, her cameraman's like, we got a 30 second delay Mm -hmm. or however many second delay it was. And so, but it's good enough. Yeah. Well, so now everybody's kicking it there and um, Billy and Sydney start talking. They go upstairs. Yep. Billy and Sydney start talking. They, they, uh, they, they're making amends. Yeah. Realistically, they're getting their relationship back together. Yeah. Um, Meanwhile, Tatum goes to get more beer in the garage. She does, but but first, this is when Randy talks about the rules oh, yeah. of the movies. Yeah. And uh, you don't know the rules of the movies. <laughs> and then he's like, uh, one of the rules was never say, I'll be right back. Yeah, you can never have sex. Uh, you can't do drugs or alcohol. Yeah, never say, I'll be right back. And then this is where Matthew Lillard goes, hey, uh, I'm going to get a beer. You want one? Yeah, and sure. Randy's like, yeah, sure. And then he goes, I'll be right back. <laughs> and everybody starts laughing. Everybody's just bagging on him. And Randy's like, oh, you're fucked. Yeah, I'll see you later in the kitchen with a knife. <laughs> <laughs> um. But uh, regardless, yes, you're right. Tatum goes out to go get more beer. And there's uh, ghost faces out there in the garage. And uh, she's like, yeah, very funny, Randy, or very funny, Stu, or whoever she says. Yeah. And then they start getting more aggressive. Yeah, Yeah, they start getting more aggressive. And she's like, get the fuck off me. And then one thing leads to another. They start having a fight. Yeah. The worst death in this movie. (laughs) By far. And we've talked about this on the podcast before. But she climbs... Through the garage door, they have like a dog door cut yep. into the garage door, and she starts climbing through there, and then Ghostface enacts the garage door to go up. Yep. Okay. You know, Rose McGowan's small girl. I'm sure she's doesn't weigh that much, but that garage door, even with five pounds of pressure, is going to stop. Wouldn't be able to lift a person. Lifts her all the way up. Not only does it lift her up, but it doesn't stop when it gets yeah. to the top, and it can't go any further. It breaks her back. Kills her. Not yeah. only that, I love how they use the 220-pound t- stuntman with the blonde wig in the tour. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous. They, I mean, I thought they could have done a better death than that. What would you guys think about yeah, that? Yeah, that's a little lame. I, I was okay with it. You know, whatever. You know. I really liked it the first time I saw it, but yeah. like, it's it hasn't aged yeah, all that well. Subsequent viewing, yeah. it's like, come on, that's not going to happen. Yeah. yeah. No, maybe, right. maybe have the garage door crash on her. Like, you know how like a garage door has that automatic release. Yeah. Like maybe she's like crawling out and the killer just goes to the release and mm. crushes her. Yeah. That would be better. Cause some of those garage doors can slam. Oh yeah. Oh, they're, yeah. they're heavy. Yeah. Whatever. That thing was heavy. Dude. I'm rewriting a movie that's <laughs> 23 years old at this point. <laughs> Let's see what, what, uh, so, okay. Uh, so she's dead. Yeah. There's a phone call at the house. They've learned that the principal has been killed. Yep. So most of the people at the party take off. Oh yeah. He's out. He's out in the field. Hanging from the goalposts or something. So they're yeah. like, let's go check it out. Yeah, before they prime down. Rand- Randy's <laughs> wasted. Yeah. Um, he's just sitting there like He's watching, watching Halloween. Yeah, Jamie Lee Curtis. Uh, that was the, also the big question. Oh, do, when, did, when do we get to see Jamie Lee Curtis tits? And it was like, you don't. <laughs> you not don't. until, not until trading, trading places. places. Um, and then so he's, Randy's watching uh, the movie. And then meanwhile, the... Um, 
the cameraman's in the van and watching he's watching Randy, watching Randy watch Halloween. And then he sees uh, Ghostface come up behind him. And that's a cool scene too. Cause Randy's watching a scene where the, where Michael Myers is coming up on yeah. Jamie Lee Curtis. And he's like, Jamie, Jamie behind you. Yeah. Which is awesome. Cause it's Jamie Kennedy, Jamie Kennedy. basically talking yeah. to himself. Jamie look behind you. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. And then, so I think, uh, who was it? Is it Sydney that runs up to the car? Uh, well, first of all, Sydney and okay, let's talk about this. Sydney and oh, yeah, Billy gotta, had yeah. sex. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. They <laughs> they did. Oh, yeah. They did. important scene. We got to back that up. <laughs> but then Sydney and Billy have sex. That's right. Yeah. And it's after they're done. They're yeah. She's combing her hair. She's yeah. She's getting, buttoning up. She's combing her hair and she's oh. There's some dialogue. She says yeah. to Billy, "Who was your phone call? Yeah, who'd you call?" And she's like, "He's like, what are you talking about? You get one phone call after you get arrested. Who was your phone call?" And he was like, my dad. I called my dad. I called my dad. And she said something like, he was already there. Or, no, the, sh- like, or the sheriff the called The sheriff him. called your dad. Yeah, the sheriff he's called He's like, oh, dad. Bill, when I called, I didn't get an answer. Yeah. And she's like, huh. And then, she, yeah, she's like, huh. And he's like, when are you ever going to believe me? And right then, Ghostface busts in. Yeah. And he stabs Billy. Bunch of times and blood sp- splattering everywhere. And he's yep. like, yeah. see? <laughs> and dead. <clears throat> and he's dead. So Sydney goes running. Meanwhile, the cameraman had been watching... Uh, from from the thing, but like I said, there was this delay. Gail Weathers is off with Dewey somewhere. Looking for uh, Sydney's dad's car. Yep. And they find it. Yep. And then uh, the cameraman gets got also. Yeah, because yeah. uh, when Sydney runs up, uh, he's like, oh, they're looking at it. He's like, oh, but there's a 30-second delay. And then like they open the van door, and then sure enough, there's there's Ghostface, and yep. whoosh, he slices gets, his throat real nice. Yeah. Gets his throat sliced. And then Sydney, uh, Sydney's in the van, She's, you know, Sydney's pretty like agile. Like she's like all over the place. Like yeah. she's beating the shit out of this guy. Dewey and Gail come back. Yep. Dewey is inside the house. He goes in to help. And then all of a sudden Dewey stumbles out of the house. He's got a knife hanging out of his back. So yes. we're like, all right, well, it's not Dewey. Well, it's not Dewey. Yeah. And then Sydney's in the house. Gail gets, Gail gets knocked out or something, right? Does Gail get knocked out? No, she's not back. She's still in oh, the car accident. Oh, she's still accident. in the car accident. Uh, Sydney's in the house. Yeah, and, and now oh, she's getting ready. She, yeah, she's getting ready to go into the house, and then Stu and Randy both run up to her. Yep, and they're, and they're both like, like they're, oh, both the killer. they're pointing fingers at each yeah. other, like, no, 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 no it was him, it was him. He's and she's like, fuck you both, and slams the door. Yep. Yeah. And then yeah. they're both screaming. Yeah. And then and then the Billy shows stops. up, right? Yeah, and uh, Sydney's got a gun uh, at this point. Uh, and uh, yeah, Billy then st- uh, stumbles, stumbles down, down the, down stairs, the stairs, stairs, and he's like, "Oh!" And then oh. she's like, "Oh, Billy! Oh, Billy! Billy! I'm yeah. such yep. a moron!" And then he, and he's like, "Give me the!" Oh, he's like, "Give me the gun!" Give me the gun! And she's like, "All right, uh, okay." And then she oh, opens she, the door. Oh no! Wait! 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 <laughs> God damn it! We forgot this. Oh, Jamie Kennedy gets back in the house. Yeah, because that's why Billy's like, "Give me the gun, Sid! Give me the gun!" Well, that's what I'm saying. He, then, he says, give me the gun. And then he opens the door and Randy like immediately sneaks in. Like as soon oh, okay. as, as soon as she cracks the door open, Randy's like, whoop. Yep. And he's then, right in there. And then and he's uh, like, it's Stu. Stu's lost his mind. Yep. And then Billy gets the gun and he shoots Randy. Yeah. He goes, we all go a little mad sometimes. Yep. And he tastes the blood and it's corn syrup. And she's like, what the fuck is going on? And then Stu comes in and Stu's part of it too. Yeah. And... Spoiler. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you. Surprise. 23 Sydney. years later. Yeah. <laughs> Surprise, Sydney. It was both Stu and... Uh, and Billy. Billy. Yeah. That were so the they were in cahoots. Out. Yeah, Billy's dad cheated uh, 
with Maureen. With Sydney's mom. Yeah, with yep. Maureen Prescott. Yep. Yeah, so and, they killed... And that's why Billy's mom left him. Yeah. And so Billy was all pissed off, so he yeah. and Stu killed uh, Maureen. Yeah. Yep. And now and, they're going to kill Sydney. And now they're going to kill Oh, and they Sydney. bring the dad. They have the yep. dad captive. And they, yeah, and they show how they're going to frame the dad. Like, we cloned his cell phone, yeah. so all the calls trace back to your dad. Yep. So uh, they stab each other. And they're going like to stab they each other. That part's and, awesome. And remember yeah. where you got a hit? And, you, <laughs> and This is where... It's <laughs> a great fuck. scene. This is where uh, Matthew Lillard shines. Yeah, because they got to look like, like they're victims. I think you went on my... And then he's like, my parents are going to be so pissed. <laughs> <laughs> my mom and dad are going to be so mad at me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that part is awesome. So Sydney is watching this mayhem happen. And these guys go insane. But meanwhile, they lose track of her. Yeah. And they yeah. turn around because they're stabbing each other. Yeah, Sydney's gone. And Sydney's gone. And then she's got the ghost face costume on. Yeah, and she's got the gun. Yep. And she's and she calls them. And Stu answers. He's like, "Hello." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's right. And Gail Weather shows up again. Yeah. Well, before that though, like she's talking to Stu on the phone, and he's like, "Did you really call the police?" It's yeah. like, "You bet your ass it is." Like, my mom and dad are gonna be so happy. <laughs> yeah. And uh, she's like, "Fuck you." And then, uh, yeah, some some shit happens. Uh, she ends up uh, shooting uh, uh, Billy, Stu. Stu gets his head smashed, but with the TV. Yep. Oh yeah. Uh, Jamie Kennedy ends up being alive still. Gal Weathers comes uh, to rescue them, uh, rescue uh, Sydney as well. And then uh, Billy pops up for one last scare. Yep. Shoot him again. Yep, and then we see Dewey get carted away. He's still alive. Dewey's alive, yeah. yeah. And uh, he's just hurt. And then Gal Weathers gives a final report. This is Gal Weathers reporting from Hillsboro or wherever the fuck they are. <laughs> Woodsboro, Woodsboro. Woodsboro. And uh, yeah, uh, so that's the end of the movie. That's a long synopsis of that fucking movie. <laughs> uh, overall thoughts. Um, I like this movie. It's one of my favorite movies oh. to go back to um, time and time again. Uh, it's a 90s classic. Uh, it's definitely a little dated at times, you know, the cell phone and the cloning of the cell phone, the videotapes, whatever. But that's stuff that I can deal with, especially because I grew up in that era yeah. and I was yeah. that age yeah. yep. when they were that age. So that's why it kind of speaks to me. Uh, David, you know, it that probably same, speaks same to you yep. in that regards as well. You're a little bit younger than us, Alan, but you saw all that stuff happen, you know? Oh, yeah video stores and the music and you know the actors and actresses they it was a big deal and uh you know being being into movies and catching all those references uh of those 80s movies that we love so much yeah you know we talk about regularly on this podcast so um Wes Craven this was kind of like a comeback film for him in yeah. some in some ways uh yeah he did new nightmare a year before this Mm-hmm. Um, but this was more of a, like a mainstream film that got a lot of publicity. Well, New Nightmare, I think, was, was released theatrical. Yeah, 94, 95. Like yeah. yeah. And it did okay. It did yeah. all right, but it was it was still Freddy Krueger and people were over it. For yeah. for the most part in the 90s, and I think we've we've talked about this, uh horror movies just weren't taken that seriously. Right. No. And this was the this was the switch. Yep. And yeah. um but uh but it also spawned a lot of bullshit. Uh, that came after yeah. it. Uh, Kevin Williamson, this this put him on the map. He got Dawson's Creek right after this, yeah. which he yep. wrote, and then a bunch of films. I know what you did last summer, and yeah. so on and so forth. But 
Um, I give this movie a four. A four. And it's a solid four. There's things that I don't like. There's things that don't make sense mm-hmm. um, as far as like the killer being like they wanted to try to kill Sydney like like right after they killed Casey um, the next day. Right. Like the killer was there. Like if, if she wouldn't have been as smart, would they have killed her? Like, because then it was like this was our plan all along. I and think, it's yeah, like, I think they were just messing with her. Yeah, maybe, but still, it's like, why? Yeah, why yeah. mess with her? Why not just like fucking do it? Yeah, yeah. I think there's yeah, a lot yeah. of bitterness. Yeah, there's just a lot of that bullshit kind of like uh, timing and coincidences, and it's like if someone would have turned left instead of right, they would have avoided yeah. something. Um, so whatever, uh, and it's like you know, Randy, the killer walks right behind Randy. Why doesn't the killer kill Randy? Right then. Yeah. You know, so that kind of stuff, it loses a couple, uh, loses a point uh, for, um, but the rest of it, like I said, and the oh, kill of Rose McGowan. He doesn't kill Randy because right when he's got his hands over, getting ready to stab him, he hears a, a sound. Uh-oh. And I can't remember. It's one of the other characters. So he runs, he runs off, mm. I think. Or is it the horn honking? Does the, does Maybe. The Something distracts him. Well, whatever. Yeah. It doesn't matter. The point is, uh, Rose McGowan's kill also... <laughs> really pisses me off. So uh, uh, four for me. Okay, Alan. Uh, it it definitely reinvented the horror genre. It brought it back to life. Um, it took the slasher film, but it really added some intelligence to it. I think because by this time, you know, as we talked about, you know, it just wasn't taken that seriously. You had a lot of films that were using more comedy, and this had comedy, but it was just the right dosage. Um, but it had a really great story. Uh, that was the best thing about this movie. Um, and, you know, like we discussed, uh, you know, at the top of the episode, it, it got word of mouth and it just, it caught fire. And I think it was in theaters for six months. Yeah, that's what, yeah, yeah. it was. Yeah. So, you know, it, when it first opened, you know, it, it had an okay release, but then it really got popular. It really picked up. Yeah, which is crazy because nowadays the movie comes out three months later. It's on, you can buy it. Well, yeah. here's the other thing too, though. Uh, if you remember, buying movies was not a big thing back in That's the true. 90s. Yeah. That's true. Well, yeah. Do you guys remember VHS tapes? They were like 30 yeah. bucks. Oh, yeah. Oh, some of them were like, like 110. 40, yeah. Yeah. 30, 40, 50 bucks yeah. for a tape. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember when the uh, mom and pop video store down the street from my house closed when I was a teenager. Yeah. Uh, we bought a bunch of movies from right. that store. I think I mentioned this in another yeah. episode. Scream right. was one of those movies. Nice. So if you bought a movie, it was a big deal because, you know, there was no streaming and there wasn't yeah. anything like Mm-mm. that. So um, keeping in the theater actually behooved the distributor. Mm-hmm. Um, well, not the not the VHS distributor, but it behooved them to keep making more money. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it made the fucking Weinstein's a lot of money. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, because um, this was a dimension film, yeah, which, right? is, which uh, was yeah. a branch imprint of, of uh, Miramax. Miramax. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, but this it, was uh, this was Bob Weinstein's company, by the way, not Harvey. Harvey's the dick. Bob Bob ran. <laughs> no, dimension. they they oh, both that's good. That's they good. both executive produced yeah. it. Yeah, but Bob was the horror movie guy. Yeah, he produced all the horror movies. Bob sucks too. <laughs> um, but this God. film. <laughs> This film Touchy is subject for Ellen. Well, no, he he has Harvey some, is the dick. Well, Bob has some shit on him too. Does he? But Harvey is, you know, jerking off on plants. Well, <laughs> anyways, uh, no, but I I love the intelligence of this movie. It was very well written, uh, Brett. I agree with you. There's some things that didn't make sense. Um, you know, how did they know she was going to go to the bathroom? 
you know, at, at the high school and he was hiding in the stalls. Like, come on, you know. But uh, I, I think it could have been as polished as this movie was. I think it could have been a little more, um, you know, tightened up in line. Uh, but I give it three and a half. Hmm. Okay. So we got a three and a half and a four. All right. So as you guys know, this is one of my favorite horror movies. Uh, this movie could not have come out at a more perfect time. Like I said, at the beginning of the episode, kind of reinvigorated my yeah. spirit for horror. Yeah. I'll be honest with you. I don't know if this podcast would even exist uh, yeah. had it not been for this movie because it yeah. really got me back into it. Yeah. Um, it, it's not my favorite movie, but like, like we discussed, it's a landmark film. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I think the casting is really good. I think Matthew Lillard in particular steals every scene that he's in. Uh, just really, really funny. The music's cool. Uh, the script at the time uh, was super smart and just very, very clever. Um, the opening scene with Drew Barrymore is awesome. Uh, great misdirection just and just a great intense action scene. Mm-hmm. Um, this movie's very funny, but I think because it's funny and it's clever, I think sometimes we lose sight of the fact that it's also a pretty violent movie. Like some of the kills are pretty intense. Like that Drew Barrymore stab is pretty gruesome and people get gutted. Um, It was originally NC 17. They had to tone down a lot of stuff. Yeah. Cause, and I heard that like the way that they got around it was eventually that when they submitted it, they said, evaluate this movie as if it were a comedy and not a horror movie. And they're like, Oh, Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And some of it was even like uncomfortable funny. Yeah, which yeah, I, yeah, which I like. Yeah, and it's got a good soundtrack. Um, I just I, I love this movie. It's it's a favorite of mine. So I'm gonna give it in probably an irrational four and a half. Wow, it's not perfect. There are flaws, but it's a classic. It uh, is. I've I've watched this movie since 1996. I bet you I've watched this movie two or three times a year mm. ever Jeez. since then. And it's one of those like when it's on TV, it stays. Like I don't change the channel. I'm like, oh, screen's on. Sweet. Now, a uh, couple questions. How many how many kills are there in this movie? If we don't count Maureen, all right, Maureen died a year before. We got Casey and Steve. We got Tatum. Tatum. The principal. That's five, right? That's four. Oh, that's four. Is that about uh, it? The cameraman. Yeah. Uh, oh, the cameraman. Yep. The cameraman. And then ultimately you want to count Billy Stu and Billy. So without them, if we don't count the, the, the killers, there's only five kills yeah. in yeah. this movie. There's not a lot of kills. There's attempted, yeah. right? Jamie Kennedy, uh, Dewey. Yeah, uh, Courtney but Cox they're all fairly stuff. memorable. Even though, even the yeah. one that you don't like, it's still memorable. Yeah. You'll never forget that. You'll never look at a garage door the same. Yeah, you know <laughs> they, they reference a lot of you know Halloween and Friday Thirteenth. Yeah, I saw a lot of Argento, especially with the mystery aspect of this movie. Well, maybe. Oh, yeah, and the person there. harassing via telephone. It's there. It's there. Yeah. Yeah. I can see. It. I can see some uh, of that. What Absolutely. What was the impetus behind killing uh, the principal? I don't know. Maybe they set a vendetta against him, or maybe. And why kill? Um, why kill Casey and Steve? Oh, because Casey had Casey, turned down Stu. Casey used to date Stu, so I think that one makes sense. The principal was also a good diversion to get the house empty at the party. And uh, Tatum, why kill Tatum? According to Randy, there's always some stupid bullshit reason to kill your girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. It's just some of the murders I didn't really understand. Yeah. Uh, in hindsight, it's yeah. like. Well, they they were crazy. They were crazy, and they were kind of setting it up like they were trying to set it up like Sydney's dad was gone crazy, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, well, whatever. Uh, movie averages a four with us. So while this movie was in the theater and it was all popular, they decided 
hey, let's capitalize. Let's write yeah. a sequel. Sequel. Yeah. And let's start making it. So the sequel was in production at this time. Scream 2 came out 1997, a year after Scream 1. Yeah, that's impressive. Quick turnaround time. Uh, and I'm not going to bury the lead. It shows a quick turnaround time because uh, this is an inferior product mm. in my belief. I'll get to my review later <laughs> and why. Um, but let's kind of go through the beats of this movie. Sydney, it's now uh, two years after the Woodsboro murder. Yeah. Uh, murders, I should say. Uh, Sydney and Randy are now at college. Uh, they're the only surviving teens. Uh, well, from their group, I guess. They're at college, right? And they're yeah, at college yeah. together. It, it doesn't show. It doesn't show they're in college? No, it doesn't show that they have the intelligence. Oh, to be, <laughs> <laughs> to be in college. Yeah, so um, we'll get to that. Harsh. Yeah. Uh, Sydney's, Sydney's a drama major, I guess. Uh, I guess Maureen was an actress. Yeah. We find that out more in Scream 3. Um, and Randy is a film major, uh, which is annoying. <laughs> that whole class, that whole the film whole class. class is talking about sequels? Uh, with Joshua Jackson and uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar. Yeah. And uh, what's his name? Um, who plays Mickey? Oh, Timothy. Til- Timothy Olivant. Mm. Um, in one of his earliest roles. Uh, yeah, talking about sequels. What do you guys think about that sequel talk? When they're like, uh, T2 was better than T1. No, Terminator 2 better than T1. Oh, no, excuse me. Terminator 1 is better than T2. Yeah, yeah, well, I think somebody in that scene even says, like, no, 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 James Cameron, come on. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, Aliens over Aliens. Yeah, and I think Sarah Michelle Gellar's like, somebody's got a crush on James Cameron. Hard on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, hard on. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about this movie. We'll talk about the beats. Uh, it opens, actually, in the movie theater. It's yeah. the preview night of Stab, which is the f- uh, film adaptation of Gail Weathers' book about the Woodsboro murders. Yep, yep. And... Uh, it has uh, Heather Graham playing the Casey Becker part. Yeah. <laughs> kind of uh, shot for shot, which is interesting because how did Gail Weathers know any of that stuff? Yeah, but even then, I liked that it was kind of stylized. Like the house was, was a lot more posh. And, and like, she yeah. was taking was a, a shower. shower. Yeah. <laughs> there, there were a lot of embellishments that you would expect in a movie. Yeah. And how did they know the voice of the killer? Yeah, I don't know. Well, they all... Gail, did Gail ever talk to the... I don't I'm know. sure they reported to the police at the conclusion. He sounded something one. like this. Hello, Sydney. Yes, yeah. He sounded like this. Um, so there's a couple there. It's Omar Epps and Jada Pinkett. And, uh, right? Yeah. Omar Epps yeah, and yeah. Jada Yeah, and Jada doesn't want to be there. Yeah, she's like, this is stupid. Yeah. I want to go see that... Uh, what was the movie she Some romantic see? movie, probably. Yeah. Heather... Uh, or, um, Sandra, she wanted to see a Sandra Bullock movie. She wanted to see Wayne Exhale or something. Um, <laughs> so uh, they, he's got these free tickets to go see this movie. Now, this is the most chaotic movie theater oh, in the history of movie throwing theater. popcorn, very unruly. And, I'd okay. Be, I'd be pissed. And let's, let's time this out for a second. Time out. This is based on a true story. Okay. If someone made a movie about a true story, such as like Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah. And at the movie premiere, <laughs> we were all acting like that, dressed in Jeffrey everyone's Dahmer going, masks. Everyone's yeah. going ape shit over Jeffrey Dahmer. <laughs> and, and faking like we're killing somebody. Yeah. 
Yeah, this would like, that would be in bad taste. This uh, scene would have made a lot more sense had it been like Scream Four when they kind of get into like when well, now we're on to like stab part seven or whatever. Yes, and now there's a cult following. Yes, yeah. yeah. But this is not that. <laughs> yeah. This is stab the original movie. Could you imagine Jeffrey Dahmer part four? Yeah, and how stylized it. Would yeah, be. he's or, still eating people. Back yeah. from the dead, Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah, and hungry. Yeah, hungry. but the first movie when it tells the real story, <laughs> this is like telling a real story of people that really existed yeah. and are still alive. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh yeah, we're gonna make a mockery out of it, and we're gonna we're gonna hand out ghost face masks mm-hmm. that we've already mass produced for Halloween costumes. Yeah. Fucking ridiculous. <laughs> and they're give, gonna give them out yeah. to people as they walk in. Oh so yeah, get from the studio. Yeah. yeah. So Jada Pinkett's having nothing, none of it, and so she's like. Uh, Go get me some popcorn. Go get me some well, popcorn. Yeah, and she's like calling out, like she's that person in the theater. that's like, this is ridiculous. The she's phone like, rings. Star, don't you Star go sixty nine is ass. Yeah, Star sixty nine is yeah, ass. And, everybody, and everybody shushes her. Meanwhile, everybody's like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> throwing popcorn and yeah, going ballistic. Uh, yeah. Like, oh, but please calm down. Some of us are trying oh, to watch man. the movie. Calm down. Um, so they go out to get some concessions or whatever and go to the bathroom. Omar Epps goes into the bathroom stall yeah. uh, to take a leak. And all the urinals are full, so he goes into uh, into a stall, a stall, and he hears some shit like, <laughs> yeah, he hears some shit. So he puts his ear up to the side, and then he gets stabbed in the ear from the other side of the stall. It's a sharp ass knife. It's a sharp ass knife, a strong ass person, and the aim. Yeah, you aimed, pierced stall door and skull. Yeah. Well done, Ghostface. Yeah. So Ghostface kills him, uh, grabs his jacket, and goes back to sit down next to Jada Pinkett. Oh, man. I need your clothes, your boots, and your motorcycle. <laughs> you would think she would be down able there. to hear what's going on in the stall with the big fucking opening you normally have in a bathroom stall. Listen, but man. Whatever. We'll, we'll, gonna... we'll get to the review yeah. in a second. <laughs> Meanwhile, he goes back to the theater with Ghost the gremlins. Ghostface goes back to the theater with the, the gremlins. Yeah. gremlins. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for. I'm waiting for Hulk Hogan to speak up and tell him to shut the hell up. <laughs> Someone's trying to watch the movie. Yeah. And uh, so he, they go back. Uh, he goes back to the theater, and Jada Pink is talking to him. And then she like touches him, and she realizes he's got blood, blood. on him. And she's like, "What the fuck?" And then he stabs her. Right she stands up, and she's like, "No, no!" And then he's like, just stabbing her. her. Times. Yeah. And everybody's like, "Yeah, this is great <laughs> this performance is great art. We're so stupid." Yeah, she's like, "I better stumble up to the the screen so everyone can see me." Yep. <laughs> hey, morons! And look. then she lets out like just a banshee way, like. Aah! Ooh, damn! That was good, dude. Yeah, and then everybody's like, "Oh my god!" And she's really what? dead. And then they all go crazy. Uh, she's dead. She dead. All right. So <laughs> Sydney, they realize Sydney's in her dorm room. She gets a phone call. Hello, Sydney. I'm still breathing through her mouth. And she's all... <laughs> a little sticking point for you. I'm going to make a make my sure I'm always really, breathing through my I'm, nose when I'm around Alan. I'm very observant. My so lips sorry. are really chapped. <laughs> she, got them, she got them rabbit teeth. <laughs> oh, God. Again with them. <laughs> you don't think she's cute? She's all right. I think she's very attractive. But you know what? Cute. But you know what? In this movie, come on, man. She's, she's dumb as hell. Well, we'll, we'll get to that. So she gets a phone call from somebody. Ghost, and it's, quote hello. unquote, ghost face. Yeah. Hello, Sydney. And then she like fucks with him. And then she has got caller ID now. Yeah, yeah. she knows who it is. Yeah. So she's like, well, isn't that funny? Blah, 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 blah. And they're like, whoa. Oh, oh, this is teenage kids. God damn it. And uh, her roommate, uh, 
Sorry, Sydney. <laughs> What's her roommate's name? I can't remember. Who cares? Yeah. She's. <laughs> what is her name? I don't remember. I don't even know if I wrote it down. She's. She's. We all know why she's there. Wait. <laughs> she's there to die. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, they're talking, and and now, and Sydney's got a new boyfriend. It's Jerry O'Connell. Yeah. Um, and he he's like just some pre med. He's like, a nice guy. Nice wholesome guy. Like I said, Randy's there with her. Randy's still protective of Sydney, and he's got a crush on her. Uh, we're introduced, uh, as I said before, Sarah Michelle Geller. Uh, she's in the film class. And she's like in a sorority or something, right? Yeah. yeah. And then we're introduced to Timothy Oliphant, who's like um, Sydney's boyfriend's best friend, Mickey. Yep. He's like a film guy. Yep. So there's going to be this party that the fraternity is having. Well, and we get Gail Weathers comes back. Oh, Gail She's got a new yeah. cameraman because you know, things didn't work out so good for the last guy. Yeah, yeah. she recruits a local guy. And yeah. then we meet. Who films um, bingo. And then we meet a woman named Debbie Salt, <laughs> who's like a super fan of Gail Weathers, who's like an aspiring Another reporter. reporter. Yeah. Lori She's Metcalf there. from Yeah, Lori Metcalf. And they're all here like to uh, kind of talk about the murders. And Dewey's back. And Dewey comes him, back. Because yeah. he hears about the yeah. murders. Oh, Hallie was the roommate. Okay. Yeah, okay. Hallie. So. Uh, Dewey's got a limp. Yeah, Dewey's Poor guy from that Dewey's getting shanked in the back. Fucked yeah. up. Gal hasn't talked to him since her book came out. He's like, "You used me." Yeah, yeah and she kind of personifies uh, Dewey as a bumbling idiot, which is yeah. fair. Fair yeah. assessment. Yeah, he doesn't like it. He doesn't like his portrayal in the book. No. And um, so they're there. There, and then uh, she approaches Sydney, and she's like, "Sydney, I want you to meet somebody." And it's Cotton. Cotton. Now, Cotton's been let go because they realized that uh, Stu and uh, Billy from the first movie are the ones that killed Maureen. So Cotton was wrongly accused. Gail wants, she now has a talk show. She wants to have them come together. And he enjoys the media attention. He wants more media attention. Yeah, he wants to be famous. Yeah. Yeah. And so Sydney's like, fuck you. And even Cotton's kind of like, this is a little fucked up. Yeah, he's like, you didn't tell her? Yeah. Yeah. Even he has a conscience. That's Lee Schreiber, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Liev Schreiber. Liev. <laughs> who's got one of the best voices for voiceovers. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, he does a lot of voiceover work, like a Morgan Freeman type stuff. Oh, that's but cool. his voice is very a- deep. And Isn't he married to Naomi Watts? Oh, is he really? I think, I think so. he is. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. But it's hey, Liev Schreiber. Yeah. So they're, so they're at a sorority party. Cotton weary. <laughs> right? Uh, no, there. Yeah, there's this party that's going to happen, and the sorority house is all going to be at this party. But yeah. Sarah Michelle Geller has to be the sober sister. Yeah. Yep. And it's so 1997. Sober sister. Yeah. You got Dave Matthews playing. <laughs> yeah, it was <laughs> Dave Matthews. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> what would you say? <laughs> oh, I'm Dave Matthews. <laughs> I sound like this. I'm, I'm sorry, Christina. What would you say? My wife loves Dave Matthews. Yeah. He's all right. What would you say? I would say, let's move on. Um, (laughs) That's the only lyric I know. I don't know any of his songs. (laughs) I just know he sings like this. (laughs) I was going to sing Body Wonderland, but that's uh, That's that's John Mayer. Mayer. (laughs) He's more like, your body is a wonderland. Body is a wonderland. The song sound like this. Another singer my wife likes. Was was he around in '97? He was alive. Well, what about yeah, that James? Clearly, Blunt? clearly, what about James Blunt. Remember that guy there? You're beautiful. Oh, he's. Oh. You're beautiful. He's a hack. He's a nobody. I saw your face. 
and a crowd. Why do people sing like that? He's working the hotel lounges now. (laughs) That song is fucked up, though. It's like this guy's a psycho. He's like, I saw your face in a crowded place. He's like just a fucking stalker. Some random girl. He's like, it's a ghost face song. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Anyway, this fucking ghost face calls Cece. Yeah. Cece. Her name is Cece. Yeah. Uh, Sarah Michelle Geller. Cece. And he chases her around. He calls her. He fucks with her. He chases her around. He pushes her out the window. Yeah. Kills yep. her. And you know, she wasn't that dumb of a character. She wasn't. She was kind of level-headed. You she know. was a vampire slayer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, yeah. she was fine in this movie. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, two sorority sisters, Portia de Rossi and Rebecca Gayhart. <laughs> Portia de Rossi, Sydney. She <laughs> talks like those. This is, oh my God. This is before Portia de Rossi was like, on Allie McBeal and or whatever. Development yeah, she stuff, had yeah. some thick-ass eyebrow Before she married Ellen, she had some thick-ass eyebrows. Is she still married to Ellen? Yeah. yeah. No, she is? Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she was she was looking weird back then. <laughs> looking very 90s. Rebecca Gayhart. Oh. This is yeah. after Noxzema commercials, uh, before she killed a kid. Yeah, pre, yeah. pre, <laughs> pre-manslaughter. Pre-manslaughter. Oh, Pre-urban uh, legend. Yeah. Yeah. Like a bitch. Oh, I don't know much about that story. Yeah. But she killed a kid. Yeah. What was she drunk or something or what? I don't know. Holy damn. Was it an accident? Because then that's, Well, I'm that's sure just, it was an accident. Well, I'm just saying, like, if she was sober and, like, a kid wandered in the street, well, that's just, that's just sad. That I don't know. Maybe yeah. cut that part out. <laughs> well, I don't know anything about it. Well, well, I'll research it and then I'll maybe cut this out. <laughs> I think she's a bitch. Or edit oh. the outtakes. I'm pretty sure she's a bitch. <laughs> but if she's not, I Great complexion, oh. though. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, <laughs> Thanks to Noxima. She's a bitch, but great complexion. Yeah. <laughs> so, so CC gets killed. Yeah, CC gets got. Yeah. She gets thrown off the roof. She's stabbed and thrown off the roof. All right. So uh, is it at this point that uh, Dewey's with the local sheriff department, Gail's with the local sheriff department, and they go, there's a pattern. Yeah. there's yeah. Jada Pinkett's name was Maureen. Oh, yeah. That Her uh, Omar Epps was Stevens, yeah. like Steve. Yeah, they put um, all these names together. Steve was yeah. uh, Casey, An- or Casey, Casey Anthony. Whoa. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh. Casey Becker. There's some true crime for you. <laughs> Casey Becker's boyfriend's name was Steve. Yeah. Cece's real name was Casey. And they're like, yeah. oh, Maureen, Steve, Casey. Okay, that's the last we hear of that, by the way. That's uh, that's the order of killing. That's the last we hear of it. Nobody named Tatum fucking dies. Nobody named the Fonz fucking dies. Yeah. Next. <laughs> Nobody know? mentioned the fucking Loomis thing. <laughs> yeah, it's like this is bullshit. Like why? Like it steers you this direction, then it's like, man, we're well, gonna drop that. And if that. that's the case, all of the original people should be very safe. Yeah, because none of them died. Yeah. But the next one to get killed is Randy. Yep. And Randy and uh, Dewey are talking, and and Randy gives the uh, rules for a sequel. Yep. He's like the blood counts always or the body yeah. counts always higher. higher the killers yeah. kills are more elaborate. Yep. You get a lot of repeat elements yep. yeah. from yeah. Um there's a cell phone call and it's the killer and he says he's looking at uh Gail and Dewey and Randy. Yeah. Oh, actually before that, Sydney gets chased too. Right, by the killer. yeah. That yeah. happens right yeah. after Sydney. Right after Sydney. Yeah, she's in the house Sorry. with the killer. She evades him. Jerry O'Connell shows up. And this idiot, he's like, stay right here. I'm going to go inside. Yeah. <laughs> very, very Billy Loomis, like, yeah. oh, shows up right at the right time. Yeah, yeah. and he gets hacked in the arm, and, and Sydney's suspicious. She's like, that just seems awfully convenient. Yeah. Like, you missed every major artery. And like, even Randy gotta, says that. Yeah, he's like, pre-med yeah. guy, gives himself a, a flesh wound. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mm. yeah. Dewey is all suspicious. He's like, oh, so Dewey's that's, like, that's it's convenient. Him. It's yeah. him. And then Randy's like, but it's not. It could be, but yeah. it could also be blah, blah, blah. Yeah, he's like, hold on. Let's let's not jump to conclusions. Yeah, here. I like that scene where, where uh, Dewey and Derek are like... 
Dewey and Randy. Or Dewey and Randy. Don't yeah. they have an ice cream? They're like yeah. Baskin Robbins or something. Yeah. Mm. And they're, you know, they're kind of s- subtly pointing at each other. You yeah. Know. And, and he even talks about Mickey, the film student. He's like, well, if he's a suspect, I'm also a suspect. Yeah. He's like, well, maybe you are a suspect. He was like, well, if I am, then you are. Yeah. He's like, all right, mm-hmm. let, let's Fair move enough. on. Let's, let's move on. So, yeah, this bullshit. So then Randy's out there with Gail and Dewey, and they're talking on the cell phone to Ghostface. And Randy's like, where the fuck are you? And and Gail and, and Dewey, like, go look for him. And then there's a bunch of these, like, oh, guys who bump into Randy, like, playing football or whatever. Bullshit. Yeah. On a fucking college campus where two people oh, have been murdered. Brothers. Three people have been murdered. Um, So he goes by the news van, and he gets pulled into the news van. And Randy gets killed just as guys are walking by playing like rap music <laughs> on a boombox. That scene pissed me off so much. I wrote that down. I was like, yeah. "Are you kidding me?" Yeah, like, that didn't of, happen. Bunch of hip hop white dudes uh, with a boombox <laughs> on their shoulder. Like, get out of here. Yeah. So Randy gets killed. Now who we? Who's who's next? Well, Sydney's in the library and gets a death threat on her computer. Oh, that's seems- just an instant message. You just got to press Alt M. It was yeah, just to goofy. retrieve it and she's got a couple cops now that are like her bodyguards yeah cotton approaches her he's like we can make some money <laughs> let's let's diane sawyer we could do an interview yeah. and then like she kind of rejects him he gets pissed off he he raises her voice and grabs her arms and the cops like grab cotton yeah yeah yep yeah so jerry o'connell tries to win her back by singing i think i love you yeah in the middle of the fucking cafeteria, which <laughs> we, is such a fucking bullshit thing. It is. It's and like, then, and then Timothy yeah. Oliphant's like, "Top uh, Tom Cruise, Top Gun, nineteen eighty four, nineteen eighty six, or whatever it was." And it's like, "Fuck you, douchebag." Yeah. Why do you have to say who it was, the name of the movie, and the year that it came out? Yeah, look yeah. how clever I am. Yeah, look how cool I am. Yeah. And Jerry O'Connell, I think I love you. Like by the fucking Partridge Family. Like who the fuck knows that song besides like me? Yeah. <laughs> Like, yeah. no one knows that fucking song. You should have busted out some you freestyle rap. Not at that time. <laughs> I know it from that movie. Yeah. But yeah, he should have... From sp- that movie, right? He should have spit some ill rhymes. Yeah. Come on, man. You could still hear that song on AM radio, at least. So. <laughs> it was... That part was lame. I remember yeah. even as a 17-year-old seeing that movie in the movie theater, I was like, this is dumb. But that's what I'm saying. He's yeah. supposed to be like a 20-year-old dude in 1997. That means he was born in 1977 like me. I think yeah, I love you. He would have been like... Yo, honey, let's do it. <laughs> yeah. Right. I wanna mop you pony. like an yeah. animal. Exactly. You <laughs> would have picked something a little more contemporary. Yeah. 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 So Cotton approaches Sydney at the library, and it, it's so funny. Like, it's supposed to be creepy, but it just comes across as funny to me, where he's like, Sydney, you okay? He pops up. Yeah. It's just like a cheap scare. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What so, movie was it? Uh, Ten Things I Hate About You, where Heath Ledger sings a song. Oh yeah. What does he sing? Uh, he sings. Not, I love you, baby. Yeah. 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 That would have been a better song to sing. Like at least people know that one. Or uh, dude, Janie's got a gun. <laughs> Janie's got a gun. Dude, at the risk of like <laughs> lo- losing some points here, I really like Ten Things I Hate About You. That's, that's a great movie. Total good. No, that's pleasure. a great movie. Oh, it's, but it's did wonderful. you ever see uh, Not Another Teen Movie? Yes. So instead of singing that song, he sings Janie's Got a Gun and the band. He's like, Janie's got a gun because her name's Janie. And the band's like, she's got a gun. (laughs) That's right. She's out there by herself. Like what? And then even he runs away. That is funny. I remember that stupid ass movie. Um, All right. So Dewey and Gail are doing investigating. Uh, They're in the theater. Oh, oh, yes. Dewey and Gail have the videotape. Yeah, Yeah, they're like in the school watching film yeah because they decide well this is the best place to go yeah 
to watch the fucking film. We we wouldn't go back to the news station. <laughs> yeah, let's you go into the school. Fucking morons. Everything takes place at this fucking and campus. Yeah. yeah, and the campus is okay with it. And apparently. it's the cameraman's footage that they're watching, right? Uh, it's yeah. And, and, they, and they start to see some stuff that wasn't like, they're like, what is this? This is new. It's another and, view. And they see like different points of view. They see of, Omar like, Epps and uh, Jada Pinkett talking. Yeah. And people and other people talking. And then it cuts to all of a sudden a live shot of themselves yeah. watching the video. Yep. Yep. So we, really, we learn Ghostface is there. He's, and we okay, see he's him. in the projector all room. Right. Another timeout. <laughs> Fucking Ghostface goes around videotaping Omar Epps and Jada Pinkett. <laughs> he goes around and videotapes like Randy. <laughs> Like, uh, what the fuck? That's bullshit. Must be nice to have the time. <laughs> yeah, and then he edits it all and together. Editing skills. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I edit all of our episodes. It is time consuming. Uh, even if it's you're a, just it's like a chore, and this is audio. He's got yeah, video? he's got audio and video. Oh my god! And with 1997 technology, like we've got the latest. Right, and, and it was on a VHS. A while. It was on a VHS tape. Yeah. All right, so they're watching it. All of a sudden, Ghostface starts chasing after him. Ghostface gets Dewey. Yeah, yep. he gets Dewey. Dewey. And that's actually a pretty good, like, Dewey's face gets smashed up against the glass, yeah. and Gale watches it happen, and you see blood coming out yep. of his mouth. It's pretty good. Dewey yeah. dies. Oh, Dewey. Gale's running away. Yeah. She's running away through this maze of soundproof fucking... Like partitions? Yeah. 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 That they have a billion of. Um, but they're soundproof, so each time she got behind one, she farted. <laughs> so, we couldn't hear it because the soundproofing, but she totally farted. But Ghostface could smell it. He's like, I know where you are. Yeah. Oh, did you just fart? Like, actually, <laughs> actually, I queefed. Yeah. Like, oh, Jesus. All, I knew it. <laughs> I'm out of here. All right. That's so, gross. It's <laughs> the Crypt Keeper. <laughs> Here's another tale yeah. for my nutsack. <laughs> Um, you just queefed. <laughs> Here's another tale of frightening flatulence. <laughs> frightening flatulence from my friend. <laughs> I call uh, this one. <laughs> all right. I want to fast forward. I to call this, this Monica. Squeak too. <laughs> Monica Geller queefs. I want to I fast forward to this fucking scene. Wait a second. Is it the scene where Sydney the car crash? and... Yes, okay, it is ahead. the car crash. I was going to okay. say, that happens like right after this, right? Yeah. So Sydney by this time, has bodyguards. They're, you know, they're cops. You know, yeah. they, mm-hmm. they look like a, something out of like an 80s Euro crime movie oh. or something. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, so, so the cops get attacked okay first yeah the cops are taking her and her uh girlfriend her roommate yeah uh, away and jerry o'connell's like they're at a red light or something he's like he's like i'll be here whatever and so they leave off and meanwhile some frat comes and he's like pledging for some frat and they come take him away <laughs> yeah it's, and it's robes party and time yeah, yeah it's yeah. fucking stupid it's stupid okay so they're at a red light or something and the cot gets sliced by ghost face and then the other cop uh instead of pulling out their gun what what do they do? They get out and they he holds he tries to hold him at gunpoint or something. He does right? point his gun at him. He's like, "Don't you fucking move! Don't you fucking it's move!" He's like, "Just kill him! He just killed your partner." His partner yeah. got sliced. Listen, if there's something we know about cops, it's like if you spit on their partner, they're gonna, gonna fucking kill you. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like he was aggressive. Yeah. I yeah. just blinked, officer. I swear to God. Yeah. I watch that fucking live PD. I see that shit. Oh yeah. Man, these these cops these cops are bumbling idiots. Yeah, wow. <laughs> the fucking Keystone you cops. Know, looking back, it's like, man, you could probably get a lot of get away with a lot back in the nineties with these cops, you know? <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, so this this is really stupid. They crash the car. Sydney and her friend are stuck in the back. They They're can't stuck get in out. The back. And then there's and the Ghost, opening. Well, Ghostface is in the car. He's he's in front. Yeah, he's, yeah, in, he's in the front, front seat. So but they have to climb over. He's him. like uh, he's unconscious for yeah. momentarily. Yep. So they got to crawl over him. So. 
What, she wants to remove the mask? Well, so they start to run away. Uh, her girlfriend like gets further than her, and she's like, "No, I well, before see they run is. away, before she they run away, she thinks she, about it, and, but she accidentally taps the horn, and it goes off. And she's like, you know, fuck this, bad idea. I'm just gonna get out of the car. Yeah. She gets out of the car. She gets her friend out of the car. And I will to give this movie some credit. That is probably my best, my favorite scene of the movie because it is kind of intense. Like I, I when they're climbing being, through, yeah, yeah. I was on pins and needles. I was like, oh god, oh god. Yeah. They both get out. Yeah, but they it's both like, get out. But then Sydney wants to go back to take the mask yeah, off. Like, I got to find goes out back, who it is, and he's gone. Yep, he got How the quick. fuck did he sneak out? He, quickly car, and quietly. The car is locked shut. They've already established that. They climb over him. The they only, get out. Now, he's still in there unconscious. Pull the fucking mask and just get it over with. No. She thinks about it and they're like, no, let's go. Okay. Let's go back. And then she stops like, wait, I got to see who it is. And then have yeah. this fucking dialogue. Like, if okay, if you're going to go see who it is, just fucking do it. Just run back. But meanwhile, they're it. having this dialogue and he fucking snuck out. How? How? How did he get out without them seeing it? And he doesn't even open the fucking door. He climbs out, apparently. Well, he did some Dukes of Hazard shit. Because when they look back, the car door is still closed. So she goes in, and then she looks back to her friend, and out pops Ghostface from behind. Dead. Like I said. She gets got. So Sydney runs. Where does she run to? Might as well run back to my drama fucking Just go back to the fucking theater. (laughs) Go to the theater. At at this point, what time is it? Midnight, maybe? Yeah, it's late. It's late. Um, No one's there. She goes to the theater. It's on stage. Yep. Because what better place than the theater? Spotlight. Yeah. And then Jerry O'Connell comes down on a cross. (laughs) Yep. Yeah, because he he's tied to the cross from that frat from the, party. From the, well, and it was also from the play that uh, Sydney was in earlier in the yeah. movie. Okay, so was he tied there because of the frat party? He yeah. was he was tied up on that cross that was taken apparently from the theater to the frat party, and then somehow brought back to the theater, tied up. <laughs> and so did Ghostface do that? I guess so. <laughs> Ghostface took him from the cross that was at the frat party and he took him back to the theater or was the frat party at the theater the thra- the, no was the frat party place? was not it was at the different place that's yeah. a good catch alan i did not it catch is that ridiculous. cross went from point a to point b back to point a it is yeah. so ridiculous and meanwhile mm. ghostface did all that and jerry uh, jerry o'connell's a he's a bigger dude yeah, yeah. he's a big he's not a, yeah he's not, not a lightweight no so they got to haul that thing from point a to point b and nobody sees them well yeah, whatever whatever i don't think anybody cares right cuz there's fucking mass people carrying around people all the time in that campus yeah. So he's there and uh Gil bumps into Cotton. Cotton's covered in blood, so she thinks that Cotton killed Dewey. Dewey. And he's like, I tried to save him. Yep. Yeah. Uh Gail's not having any of it. And actually this all happens pretty fast. Like at this like we get the reveal pretty quick of what's going on. Yeah. Like, so once they get to the theater. Yeah, so Jerry O'Connell is like, Ooh. Meanwhile, I'll pop Mickey. Yeah, he pulls off the mask. Oh, it's Mickey. Surprise, Sydney. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. All right, so he and reveals crazy. He reveals that he wants to do this and he wants to get caught. Yep, because he wants to be famous. Yeah. Yep. And he also tells Sydney that uh, her boyfriend was in on it with him, Jerry O'Connell. He's his partner. Yeah. And he's like, You liar, that's not true. And he's like, Oh, yeah, yeah. And he's like, No, Sydney. Like she kind of and she believes it. Yeah, at and first. she's kinda having an internal dilemma. And then Mickey just boom, busts a cap in uh, Jerry O'Connell. He's dead. He's like, Oh, he was such a nice guy. He didn't do anything. Yeah. So Mickey kills Jerry O'Connell. Gail Weathers comes in. Uh, no, oh, no, she doesn't no. come in until afterwards. Lori Metcalf comes in. So all of a sudden, Lori Metcalf comes out. Yeah. Who's been in and out playing, uh, what's her character's name? Debbie uh, Salt. Debbie Salt. Uh, Sydney's like, 
Mrs. Loomis? Yeah. She's like, Mrs. Loomis? And he's and then yeah, Mickey's like, it's Billy's mother. And he says that just for us, the audience. Like, oh yeah, yeah. that's who that yep. is. That's who Miss Loomis is. Yep, Mrs. Loomis is Billy's mother, and uh she had found Mickey on some chat room. For serial killers or for aspiring murderers. Yeah. And she had agreed to pay for Mickey's tuition. Yeah, to help. To help her get revenge on Sydney because Sydney had killed her son son and sydney's mom had broken up her marriage yeah Ugh. why not just kill her yeah <laughs> instead of go through this elaborate plan the, but that's the what they do uh, so it made but, more sense the first but then, time yeah. but then debbie kills mickey because she's like fuck this guy he was a fool yeah uh she just used him so she kills mickey so now it's just her and then gail comes out and gail gets knocked off the stage yeah presumably she gets shot in the side yeah and she falls off the stage and now it's um you killed my son. Yep, it's Sydney versus uh, yeah. uh, Debbie. More dialogue. Yep, and then Debbie gets shot. She gets killed. Yeah, the set collapses. I remember that. Yep, and apparently they were real stones. <laughs> like, yeah, apparently the falling right? rocks. Oh yeah, I was like, aren't those made of foam? Yeah, yeah it's like, wow, guys, you couldn't get foam rocks. And then, uh, does Dewey come back at this point? No, uh, cotton no. does. Cotton, cotton does. does. Cotton comes in. That's he's right. got a gun. Cotton's the hero. Yeah. And then the, uh, cotton uh, shoots. Uh, well, Miss Loomis is like, "Hey, listen, Cotton. Like, I can help you. You want to be, be famous? I can help make that happen." Yeah, yeah, she was trying to convince him. Like, look, she tried to put you away, and this yeah. and that. Yeah, and then uh, Cotton like looks over at Sydney. He's like, "Hey, I bet that Diane Sawyer interview sounds pretty good right yeah. about now, doesn't it?" And she's there like, "Yeah, go, consider cotton. it done." He's like, "All right then." And then he, and he uh, kills he, Debbie. He kills yeah. Debbie Salt. And then uh, Mrs. Loomis. There's a surprise. And that's uh, Gal Weathers pops up out of uh, from the stage. The <laughs> Gail and Sid go full on Boondock Saints on him and just boosh. Boo, boo. They go. Yeah. Okay. Well, then so they. Well, Gail comes up. You know, she's reaches her hand up and they lift her up yeah. back up on the stage. And then uh, Mickey pops up and they shoot Mickey again. Yep, you're right. Yeah, you oh no, what happens is 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 they approach Debbie's body and they say something like, "Oh, the killer always comes back." Or and something. then it's yeah. Mickey. And Mickey, it's and Mickey he pops and up like pulp fiction yeah. and then and then, just go, and then doesn't uh, doesn't Sid pop one in uh and, and, Debbie's head? In Debbie's too, head. Yeah, yeah. she's already she even, dead. She's like, "Eh, hey, just to be just to be sure." It's the only smart thing she did in the movie. And then the and then we finally get revealed that Dewey's not dead. Yeah. Dewey's just fucked up. He's fucked up. Progressively, Dewey gets fucked up more and more yeah. in these movies. I like when they when they shoot uh, when uh, Sydney shoots uh, Debbie Salt in the head one last time. Like, doesn't uh, Cotton Weary just go whoa? Just kind of like yeah. he has like a weird scream that kind of comes out of nowhere. Yeah, <laughs> and that's the end. That's the end. Yeah. All right. And then the the reporters kind of swarm on Sydney, and she's like, "Hey, tell oh, you what, yeah. why don't you go talk to Cotton? Yeah. Cotton's the real hero." And, he, and he's yeah. like, and everybody's yeah. like, "Well, okay, all right, that's a good ending. End of movie. All right, good ending, my ass. Well, no, I, I thought that was." <laughs> I thought that was a cool ending. All right. This movie sucked. <laughs> There's a couple good things about it. Um, I was happy to see this movie when it came out because I was like, Scream 2, this is going to be badass. You were happy to see it end. And then, yeah. <laughs> and then I was like, this movie wasn't really that good. I was confused at a lot of parts. Um, I've seen it you know, since then, obviously. But I, I was just like very disappointed. The, mm. the dialogue was just trite. It was very like forced. Oh, it was like Kevin Williamson really thought he was cool. He just wanted to. <laughs> he just wanted to hear his fucking Dawson's Creek dialogue all the time. He he got a little bit full of himself. It was a little rushed, a lot rushed. 
Oh yeah, I mean this movie came out less than a year after. Like, yeah. yeah. So it was not good at all. I uh, I didn't like the kills. I didn't think they made sense. Why kill Omar Epps and Jada Pinkett? They had nothing to do with anybody. They wrong just name, had the, wrong time. They just had the names. Um, and then and how, they only kind of had the names. Yeah, and then and then uh, I'm assuming it was Mickey who killed who killed them. Well, I think, uh, but I'm not trying, I'm not trying to justify it. He killed them because they were students at the college to get the place kind of, okay, that's fine. Talking about it, but, I guess. But then he like knew exactly that Omar Epps was going to go to the bathroom, knew what stall yeah. he was going to be in, stabbed yeah. him through the stall, right. went back, knew where that, uh, Jada Pinkett was going to be stabbed her, knew that he wasn't going to get caught. Um, the, the theater scene in his, of itself was just fucking ridiculous. Um, <laughs> Sarah Michelle Geller, like, why kill her? Oh, because she argued with him in in class. Maybe, I guess. Maybe that's a justification. Jamie Kennedy, maybe. Yeah, he was crazy. Yeah. yeah, it was just it was just dumb. Yeah, but there was a lot of people that you could have killed other than those people. And uh, I think the the justification. And then Sydney never saw that Debbie Salt the entire time. She was she was fraternizing with all the reporters. And she never saw her and wasn't like, that's fucking Mrs. Loomis. What is she doing yeah. here? Oh, yeah. And then it's like when she sees her, she's like, Mrs. Loomis? She's not like, oh, fuck, Mrs. Loomis. Like, I'm guessing she's here to fucking kill me. Yeah. Because I killed her uh, son. So it's just dumb. Yeah. What do you give it? Two. Two? Reluctantly uh, two. Reluctantly two. Yeah. I, I mean, I give it... I went back and forth on this one too. I gave it two and a half, uh, but you're right. There's a lot of flaws. There's a lot of things in this movie that don't work. A lot of things that don't make sense when you, the more you think about it. Um, there were things I did like though. Like I, I liked how when they talk about sequels, all of the things that Randy kind of talks about all happen. Like the, the deaths are bloodier. There's more of them. Yeah. Um, th- th- he the only good part. There were even some things that I, that they did were like, they straight up kind of copied something from the first one and just did it again, yeah. which is like a trope of yeah. uh, sequels. Yeah. That's the only good part about the movie. And, but yeah, the, a lot of the, the, uh, here's my biggest problem between the first one and the second one is that scream Two none of the characters have any nuance. So the first one you have like Matthew Lillard, who's really funny and quirky and very natural. And you have Jamie Kennedy who, yeah, he's in this one, but he's, you know, not the same type of role. Mm-hmm. I didn't care about a single character in this movie, like Mickey as a character. I had no interest. Part of what made the first one shocking was, uh, was that Stu was a likable character. And you're like, Oh, and he's the bad guy. Mm-hmm. This one, like Mickey has very few lines before. Like we learned that he's a killer. And then the Lori Metcalf, Debbie Salt, Mrs. Loomis character we only see two or three times in the entire movie and then all of a sudden it pops up at the end that she's a major player and that she's a killer it's like yeah that's stupid it's like Friday yeah. the 13th I hate when movies do that where it's like oh here's this here's this one character that we showed you a couple of times by the way by the way they're the bad guy it's like, yeah oh. so two and a half for me which is probably generous but I'm also grading it on a scale of scream three which I would, <laughs> which I'm oh. sure we'll do eventually it will be scored lower by, I, by me I wanted to give it a three why <laughs> I like before you watched it you were like I think I'll give it a three after I watched it oh okay and the reason being is because I think the story was there I liked a lot of the twists and turns that they did I thought I just thought they were trying to be too clever but I I like that it kept me guessing it was better than I remembered it being I'll yeah give, I'll give it that it it kept me guessing as far as if you take out the horror element, if you take out, you know, a lot of the crap acting and stuff like that, I thought it was a good mystery. Um, but I didn't give it a three. 
I'm only going to give it a two and a half. Like you guys said, you know, there was just a lot of, you know, inconsistencies and plot holes. The acting was coincidence. Crap. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There was just a lot of the con- writing. I don't even blame the acting. I think the writing was poor. Well, the acting, yeah. a, a lot of the acting was just hit and miss. I will say, and, and I will say this also because, um, another reason I want, I really wanted to give it a three, uh, was, uh, Liev Schreiber. I thought he was great. He did a good job. I liked, yeah. I liked his character. He was the only highlight for me. Um, you know, I thought his character was interesting. Um, I thought he played it well. Everyone else was just kind of like, whatever. I didn't really care. Um, but, you know, just a lot of inconsistencies and over convenience. Things were just too convenient. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It tried to be too clever. It tried to be like the first one and tried to be even more clever. That's what I'm saying, man. This I Kevin thought, Williamson got too full of himself. Right. Yeah, I think got up its own butt. I thought the exchange between um, Derek, who was played by Jerry O'Connell, and Sydney, uh, Nev Campbell, I thought that just kind of dragged on because they kind of looped it because she didn't trust him and he was like, oh, you got to trust me. She's like, okay. And then they went back to it and it's like, come on, we've already been through this. <laughs> yeah. Like they they dragged that that middle part of the movie really dragged. It's the same fucking plot though. And here's my, here's my and thing. And they tried to be too clever. Here's my thing. Nev Campbell's character, Sydney, she wouldn't have a boyfriend because look what happened to her the last time she had a boyfriend. She lost her mother. She lost all of her friends. She almost got killed. She had to fucking kill the guy. Her dad almost got killed. Her dad almost got killed. She wouldn't have a boyfriend. And (laughs) and here she is in this movie. She shouldn't have had a boyfriend. Her character should not have had a boyfriend. But not only that, it seemed like she acclimated back to normal life way too quick. She was doing theater. In two years time. I mean, that's, that's that's a, you know, that's two years, but it's not long enough to get over that. And that whole scene with the cops and they got killed and she's like, oh. I'm going to go back. I got to know who it is. Like, <laughs> just, don't shut up. Just go do it. If you're going to do it, just go do it. I thought a lot of her character had flaw. Yeah. A lot of the characters had flaws. Yeah. But, you know, two and a half, but that's, that's being generous. There should have been a better sequel. Yeah. There's yeah. a better sequel to be made. But as, as far as. And there as, is a better Scream sequel, in my yeah. opinion. But as far as like. Scream 3. As far as the whodunit Scream, aspect, Scream the mystery, that, that basic story to it, it kept me guessing. I was interested in that. Yeah. Yeah. Can you can you watch only Scream One and Scream Four, and not have to watch Two and Three? Yes, yeah. I don't think Two and Three are relevant if you just watch One and Four. I don't know. I haven't seen Four in a while, so I'd have to watch yeah. it again to see if they mention anything from Two or Three. Yeah, I can't remember. Because Three gets into the whole Maureen. Three is ridiculous. Hollywood. And three is ridiculous. Yeah. Oh, Jay and Silent Bob. No, I haven't uh, seen. I haven't seen three. They're the best part. Of it. <laughs> I haven't seen three in a really long. I time. I haven't either. Jay and Silent Bob either. are the best part in that we'll movie. Probably need to do a three and four at some point. Well, see, you know, by the time Scream Three came out, it became a joke again, and not just this series, not just the series, but just in general. Yeah. Well, that was one of the reasons why when they did Scream Four, I was all for it. I was like, "There's nothing to ruin. The yeah. franchise has kind of already gone off the rails." Yeah. What's like, What's maybe- funny is is you bring up a good point, Alan. What Scream did to horror movies in 1996 also hurt horror movies. Well, it rejuvenated it. It rejuvenated, but then it pub- it it produced all these knockoffs. You had there's a lot of all crap. this bullshit. So you had a lot. I know of, what you did last yeah. summer. Um, Urban Legend. You had a lot of copycats, and look at what what they all have in common. They're all very attractive, thirty <laughs> somethings playing twenty somethings playing teens. You know, and I don't think it was it was like this up until I think Saw. 
I think Saw kind of well, and then Saw, so like, and then gore. Saw ended up doing the same thing. Like yeah. Saw did the whole torture yeah. porn thing, and then that yep. became a trend. So this, we've seen this. You know, we've lived through some of this. This is what happens. This is what yeah. happens. People want money. too much money. It's the money. But we've we've seen this based on history, and we're even living it now because we've seen these movies in theaters and well, the nineties and stuff. Well, it's a roller. This genre constantly it all takes goes through a trends. roller coaster. Yeah, because then remember for a while it was all about the, the remaking ring. of Asian films, Asian uh, yeah. Japanese, horror and then you had the torture films, and now like ghost movies are paranormal kind of the, activity. That's kind of the and La Llorona. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. And you had your found and so, footage stuff, and so we're we're coming full circle a number of times oh, yeah. i think and it'll come back around again it'll come back around well hopefully slasher films are back halloween was relatively successful but jordan peele's movies they're the it thing right now yep and so people are going to try to copy those movies the get out and uh yeah. us and um and halloween was a was a massive success so i would imagine they're making another yeah. movie in yep. that franchise i wouldn't be let's su- just hope they do it right i wouldn't be surprised well they did halloween 2018 was pretty good no but i mean the sequels to that, that they one planned. yeah i wouldn't be surprised if we see another friday the 13th or another nightmare on elm street um the remakes of those kind of hit or miss yeah. mostly miss but they could come back i wouldn't be surprised if we saw another scream type movie oh we will yeah um, we will we will but you know as long as people are creative with them I'm cool with it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and the thing about Scream 1 is that guy had a lot of time and a lot of uh, fun writing that first movie. Yeah. The second movie was like I'm spit out a fucking movie. Yeah. Yeah. And he spit didn't even write the third one, if I remember correctly. And no, then he came he back write for part the third four. One, and then he did come back for, yeah. for part four. Yeah. Uh, Wes Craven directed part four. two also. He, he did all four of them. Did he do part three? He did all four. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You know something? In Scream 1... They made a reference at the beginning of the movie. Drew Barrymore's character, she she mentioned something like Nightmare on Elm Street was the only good one. The rest, oh, yeah, of it's like sucked. all the sequels yeah. sucked. It's like, hey, Wes, take a look at the Scream movies. Come on, yeah. could have yeah. done better. Yeah. There's a part in the first one where they talk about like Wes Carpenter films. Wes Carpenter, I that was films. funny too. Like, yeah. uh, yeah. uh, uh, anyway, shit. Scream One, Scream Two, Scream Three, Scream Four, Scream the Television Series, Seasons One and Two. There's been a lot of Scream. Cha-ching. Yeah. Cha-ching. And that's what it all comes back to. It all comes back to money. Yeah. And that's what studios want. And, and you know, you can't blame them. Uh, I've said this time and time again. Horror movies make money. Yep. And uh, they're good They're good things. A, you know, Saw came out. That was a big hit. And then there's 17 movies after that. <laughs> Friday 13th came out. Big hit. Nightmare on Elm Street. Also yep. on. Final so Destination. Forth. Like all those. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, and it'll continue till the end of time. Look at all the paranormal activities and sequels yeah. and spinoffs that's, that's made. So uh, it doesn't matter. We all go see them. Because hmm. guess what? I've seen all the Scream movies. Good or bad, we'll see them. <laughs> yep. And I saw uh, three out of four of them in the theater. <laughs> and it was all the sequels that I saw in the theater. So uh, if you got any thoughts on the Scream franchise or if there's a franchise that you like better than uh, Scream around the 90s, you can contact us. Where can you uh, contact us? You can there? find us on Twitter where we are the Swearwolves. Um, you can find us on Facebook where we're also the Swearwolves. We are on Instagram as the Swearwolves Podcast. You can go to our website, theswearwolves.com, uh, or you can send us an email at swearwolvespodcast at gmail.com. So for the Swearwolves this week, I'm Brett. I'm David. I'm Alan. And I'll be right back. <laughs> Thank you.
We have Stu. I couldn't get that out. Forever young. I don't know. Is that Rod Stewart? Yeah, that one is. And then there's also Forever Young. I want to be forever young. Do you want to live forever? Forever. Forever. 